is a smart home revolution in the works at Apple? On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we'll talk about Apple's efforts in the smart home market and what we could see from the company in the near future. Stick around. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. In his latest newsletter, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman talks about some stuff that's brewing in the HomePod front from Apple, and it sounds like some potentially interesting gear that could be coming soon. Yeah, in, in true, in true like, German newsletter fashion, like, none of this is new, per se. It's just, like, reiterated and regurgitated. If you're going to have a weekly newsletter, it's not going to have a, a breaking Apple scoop every week, because Apple's way too secretive for that. You're not going to get one every week. Like, so some of it's just sort of summing up the landscape as we know it, right? One of the things that we kind of heard about before is this new full-sized HomePod, we could see a, I guess, a replacement for the previous HomePod? It's a weird one. So, last year, the HomePod, which had never seen an update, it was released in, I want to say, 2018. Right. Something like that. Never was updated, never was changed, never was anything, except for a couple of software, um, firmware upgrades. And it kind of just unceremoniously went away. Apple just said it, we're discontinued it, and they stopped selling it. And now there's been fairly persistent rumors that they're going to make another one. And yeah, and the thing is, it sounds too kind of too similar in a way. Like, yeah, right. That's it's right. it's focusing on audio quality, which the first one did. It's going to have a different processor, kind of the same one that's in the mini, like the a watch processor, but newer. So they say an S8 or whatever. But um, so that'll save some money, presumably. But it's still going to have like the color touchscreen thing on top, which it has now, which see is the it's the most useless expenditure. Completely. On, because you don't sit there and like stare. standing on top of it. You don't yet. sit there and stare at it. And it doesn't have enough sort of graphical detail and stuff to be controls. Like when you're sitting there like messing with the volume and stuff like that, it's not like clear graphics of volume adjustment or anything like that. It just kind of makes swirly Siri graphics. <laughs> yeah. As you say, it's totally useless. And like you have to be standing over it and looking down at right. it. Right. And even then, it's not all that great. <laughs> so yeah, it's just not a good. It's not a good use of money. I'm, I'm sure they'll find a, a, a cost reduced way to do that. And, and I'm sure the whole thing is going to be cost reduced in terms of like what it costs them to manufacture. So I think it's sell it at a more okay, affordable so price. So we get the mini for a hundred. Let's say this is three hundred. Yeah. Or two fifty. Yeah, something like that. Is it going to be any more successful than the old one was? I don't uh, think. Not. I mean, I wouldn't think a lot. I don't see yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the reasons they kind of wanted to stop making the old one and maybe just didn't have a replacement ready in time or something is they want to support thread and matter and they don't, and, mm -hmm. which the mini does and the old big home pod did not support thread matter is uh, a more of a software protocol change. So you don't need radio, but thread is a radio, a change in the radios. It's a mesh network for home, smart home stuff. And Apple's all in they on that. They could so. have, they could have just, you know, quietly updated. Yeah. They could have just made a new point. Radio yeah. or something, but but I the, I think they want to get their cost to manufacture now, right? Too, I, th I think it was that first stab at it. <laughs> they just went overboard, and it was over engineered in a lot of ways that made it expensive for them to make. Yeah, which is you know it's a it's not uncommon for Apple to do with first generation right. products. Yeah, 
but what what made the HomePod so frustrating was that it, well, first of all, it's a great speaker. Like it, the sound quality is fantastic, but it came too late. It didn't do enough of the smart home stuff that we that that people wanted to do. It didn't tie into the ecosystem nearly as well as you know as it, as it could yeah. have, and it didn't. It never it never got any better. You know, it didn't really get anything until it was gone. And even the HomePod Mini, we are, so it, that's a hundred dollar version mm-hmm. of the HomePod, and it's, the sound isn't as good, but it's still pretty good. It's still you know. It's still not what like that that next level smart home speaker from Apple really needs to be in in, in the home, which is what the next part of this uh, report is about. Yeah, and the HomePod, it got some. It, I mean, it's a home hub if you need that in your home, yep. which is nice if you don't have an Apple TV or something. It got some software updates to fix some of the most egregious missing things when it launched, like multiple timers and stuff like that. You know, that that all came later and it exists now and that, that helped a lot with a lot of its stuff. But for it to be its only Apple's only smart speaker was like this big expensive one that focused on music and didn't even really do stereo sound unless you bought two of them. Like they talk about how much about its dynamic room filling, whatever stuff, but it's it's not the same as stereo and <laughs> you have to buy two of them. Now that they have the mini having an a more expensive, higher quality model makes more sense as long because it's not the only thing, right? So I think it's not but so they bad. had that. Like the mini came around when the HomePod was still being sold, right? No, I'm just saying, like it, they had, they sold them. They should have. Now that there shouldn't have been a gap where they stopped selling HomePod and then are going to start selling version two. They should have had version two ready to go. That's essentially what we're getting here. So this is just version two, or or from from the reports. So. Yes, yeah, so I assuming that's right. Um, he says possibly early next year, um, at some point soon as well. Maybe an update to the mini. That's really nothing to speak of. Maybe a, a better chip. Yeah, it's already one of the first products to support Thread, and um, Apple's update to support Matter is um, really a software thing. That's not doesn't really have to do with hardware like radios and stuff. Uh, speaking of the mini. German wrote about that and said that they probably won't be doing much in terms of updating it. And, you know, they don't really have to. Like, if you look at, like, like take, like, the Amazon, the uh, the Echo, like, the, the plain, ordinary Echo speaker. I mean, it's changed in design here and there, but it's essentially the same as it was five years ago. I mean, it's a, it's a smart yeah. speaker. The Mini doesn't really have to do anything else. All of the changes that need to come are with these periphery devices and software. That's, I mean, you know, I think the mini the design is really nice. It sounds great. With two of them, it sounds really good. Yeah, and the price is not you know, egregious. I, no, right, right, hundred bucks. Definitely is not. For you know, product. the forty nine dollars you can get a, a cheap Nest Mini or a, or Echo Dot for, but it's it's not out of the realm for people, especially if you want to get a couple, two or three of them, get them in different places in your room, use the intercom thing, stuff like that. Like. It's not breaking the bank, so. Got a couple other rumored products. The one rumored product that it's been in the rumor mill for a while, and it's the product that we thought, I think, was going to be the product that replaced the HomePod is a HomePod-like device with with a bigger touchscreen on it. Or like an actual touchscreen that you can use. I mean, there's a bunch of these. So the Amazon Echo Show, the Nest, I think it's called the Google Home Hub or something. Yes. Whatever they call it. That's the one I have. They've been around. And they're... they're Nest Home Hub now because it's all Nest. All all Google's things are Nest. And that's kind of what 
like that that's what you want in like your kitchen and your on your on your nightstand like that's the device you want to glance at check the time see if you're playing music what's playing mm-hmm. uh if you have a camera hooked up you can see the feed like they're really good yeah that's honestly the thing that is keeping me i have several nest speakers around my house and i have a, a home pod because i reviewed one and so i've got this big home pod and Siri is getting much better at doing smart home stuff. And especially with iOS 16, they're revamping the home app, but they're revamping a lot of the underlying architecture stuff so that it's sort of much faster and more reliable and everything. And it's pretty good. I I mean, I get Google misunderstanding me at least as often as I get Siri misunderstanding me these days. But the thing that keeps me using all my Google smart home stuff is I use that screen in the kitchen on the the Nest Home Hub or whatever. It's not the big one, but it's got a screen. I use that every single day. My wife uses it for recipes, uses it for cooking, timers. It's one thing to set a timer. It's another thing to set a timer and just be able to look over at the screen and see how much time is left without having to ask and wait for it to answer. And yada, you know, mm-hmm. so all these things. And it's the the product that is always mentioned here is like a HomePod with an iPad. And I hope it's not literally that. Like, I really hope. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, industrial design is not going to be just like an iPad docked into a, <laughs> a HomePod. Although it would be really amazing if that's the way they worked it. Take the smart connector on iPads mm-hmm. and let make make a, make a HomePod with a slot that you can dock an iPad in. Sure. Yeah. And then they would operate in a different fashion. Like it would be like. Actually, there was a rumor today that um, the next iPad Pro will have a, a more powerful, smart connector with four pins for 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 higher higher transfers. That would. Be yeah, I don't know what that would be for. I, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, what do you need that for? When you have I don't USB, know, but it would be cool like, if if it was like a HomePod, you can buy, attach it, and then you detach it, and it's just a regular iPad. Yeah, so you do your stuff and you attach. It. Then it would be worth the money of having a HomePod HomePod plus iPad because you can take it off and it's an iPad. I never would, but, but but it would do that for people. But if it's one thing, it needs to be less expensive than an iPad and it needs to not operate just like an iPad. I really don't need something that is stationary that I walk up to and runs all the iPad software in the world and right. has all the iPod features in the world. It needs to have an interface that I can read from halfway across the room and stuff that pops up like that. So it needs to be a different software experience when it's... HomePod with a screen mode, right? And the even the rumors are now, we've been hearing about it, like you said, Roman, forever. And now they're saying, oh, that's probably 2024. It's like, Psh. just let everybody get as much head start as possible, Apple. Just- yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this plenty of times. We won't go through it again. But like, so the Echo has been around for, I want to say, almost 10 years, maybe eight years. And I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm, Apple still has a golden opportunity to leapfrog all of these things. Like they're not so great where Apple can just come along, make a product and say, you know, this is now the number one smart speaker because it does this, 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 and this. But another year <laughs> might be like that is a long time to wait now. So, yeah, 2024, I mean, we're talking about another 18. And people don't want to replace all this stuff. They get an ecosystem and they get into it. Yeah. Like it's not – the more it, it builds, the harder it is. Yeah. I mean, Thread and Matter is going to help that. but More, th- more than the original HomePod, 
they had, which was really aimed at Apple Music, they had a better opportunity to do the smart speaker with a screen that's not aimed at music, but is aimed at FaceTime. Because FaceTime was before- Like what, like what Facebook did. Yeah, but it was before Facebook. And it was before all the Echo shows and all that other stuff. I mean, FaceTime is almost a verb for video calling someone, right? Sure. Zoom, right. Zoom it's came like, in. It's like, like podcast. Yeah, yeah, Zoom came in and took a lot of it. But like, that is such a standard in a way. And they really, and they still don't have an answer, but they really blew it by not having one of the first like smart speaker with a screen and a camera. And it's FaceTime and you could FaceTime people from things. Even if, even if that's all it did. They would yeah. If it wasn't aimed at music, it didn't have super high quality audio. You know, it would, Apple yeah. would obviously want it to sound good, but if it sounded just like a HomePod mini, you know, but the main thing was the screen, the FaceTime, and it showed you your timers and stuff and like during, that. And during the pandemic, they would have, I mean, that was the thing. Would have yeah. So it seems like they're just, sometimes Apple has product lines that seem like they're just not priorities. And then they get so far behind that it it kind of seems like they're going to drop this product line. It, they'll never, it's almost impossible for them to really catch up and be dominant in, the, in something. So the watch is a perfect case of something that wasn't like that. They weren't the first Apple, the first uh, smartwatch, but when they got into it, they're like, no, we're in it to win it. And we're going all out. And they, they dominated and they got on the ball with that fast enough, early enough in the game For to sure. make it yeah. successful. And then there are so many other things that just don't feel like that, whether it's Apple TV or, yeah, well, I mean, why, when, when they came out with the Apple Watch, watches weren't like everyone didn't have one. It was still very, very. Yes, there was a couple companies, Samsung and Pebble or whoever else made them. But I mean, now everybody has a smart speaker somewhere. Somebody has something in their house. I mean, like I would, I'd venture to say, like uh, adoption rate is probably close to like what seventy percent, where someone has something in their home that they talk to to turn on lights or to do something, and. Siri's got to be what less than five percent of them. Yes, yeah, unless you're using your phone. yeah. HomePod is is not yeah. Every time you no. see some analysts market share thing, HomePod is a joke. <laughs> it's like yeah, and it's, it's sometimes they're not even on the right. chart. And and Apple's not. And that's fine if Apple was acting like they're trying to catch up, but it, it really aren't. <laughs> even these rumors of new products are so late, and they're so what they should have done years ago that would feel it's hard to feel like they're taking it seriously is it a lack of interest on apple's part or is there something about apple's philosophy in terms of you know being in their cycle of products being in their product lineup thing about that that hinders them from make to making advancements in, in this realm yeah i don't know it's a it's a funny thing because i mean we can go back I remember the like one of the iMac with his back back when Steve Jobs was still alive when when they came out with with, with front row, and they wanted the iMac to be like the centerpiece of your living. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was absurd at the time. Yeah, and that was back when like the Apple TV rumors, like an actual TV set. Like, yeah. there's always been like these these this speculation. For years, we heard Apple. Apple's going to make an actual TV yes. set. Like, you're going to buy an, a TV. A TV. <laughs> 
So the the idea that Apple has like designs on getting into their living room and like really becoming the centerpiece of a home has been there for like 50 They years. built a whole stupid home set. Like remember their videos, they have that whole home with like the side torn off, but it's a whole – it's got a garage and two bedrooms and a kitchen and all this other stuff to like just show how important it is that Apple's like in every room of the house and doing all these things and just – but it's but it's the reality of the products is it's not they're just in that in that area they're just far behind yeah and it's not like there's nothing that in iOS 16 like the, all right, the new home app is not, yeah no actually it's it's from an iOS perspective that is what they kind of need to do like it's it's a nicer home app that really delivers like the interface they should have had for a while now but it's also a an architectural rewrite so I, I don't know what else more I would have expected from iOS in terms of getting in a smart home, but their the problem is on home products. Yeah, right. So I mean, but maybe iOS sixteen, the home app, this is the first step towards that. But what's the next step? I mean, you can't wait fifteen months. <laughs> yeah. What's the next part of this? Yeah. Like for example, Amazon just bought um, iRobot. Yeah, Roomba, which is massive, massive. Yeah. So not only do they get a huge company that's that's like basically ubiquitous with smart vacuums, like that that's the Roomba is the word. It's like buying dumpster or band-aid. Like it's the thing. Now they have like so they're gonna be mapping your homes, like they get all that data because everyone's running these things and no one turns that off. And that's just one more step integration with 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 Alexa and and they already have um what's the camera company they do? They do Ring. um that's right, Ring. So I mean they have huge Massive inroads into this smart home stuff that Apple. I don't think they can ever possibly catch up. They just have to work with them. They can't. They can't beat them. There's no way. Ain't gonna happen. Uh, the other product that's rumored to uh, come out, also sort of in the 2024 timeframe, maybe if it happens, kind of thing, is one that I think is a very interesting idea. Is that it's uh, it would be a more soundbar shaped smart speaker mm-hmm. with a camera. Um, and Apple TV built it and HomePod. So it's, it would be probably like a soundbar, have a one or two HDMI ins and one out uses ARC to your TV and stuff. And that way it's an Apple TV for your TV. Plus you can do FaceTime from your living room, which I think a lot of people would dig, especially with center stage and stuff that they have it now. Like you can have a, my whole living room view, but it's following me around and I'm looking on my TV at grandma and stuff like people are going to love that. Sure. Um, but again, 2024, maybe, you know, plus it's a Siri HomePod. Yeah, like, like I would buy one of those if it had good, yeah. if it had HDMI 2.1 pass through, I'd buy one of those. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the fact that we're in 2022, almost 2023 and Apple TV is still just a dumb box that you have to turn on. Yeah. Like that should be an always on speaker that hears you and can, you can say, uh, you know, you can summon Siri and do the thing. Like, you know, it goes by default. It kind of goes into sleep yet. mode, which means that, and it can wake on LAN and it has Bluetooth and stuff like that. So I don't know why if I have a HomePod somewhere, I can't tell it to turn on my Apple TV. Like, why does that not work? Why is my HomePod not essentially a voice remote for my Apple TV when the Siri remotes Bluetooth to begin with? Like that's just a software thing that they could do now and and be awesome. And I could just like talk in my living room to my TV and make it do stuff without pressing and holding a button on my remote or anything. 
<laughs> Come on, Apple. Yeah, that's the thing. It's Apple likes to tout its interoperability with its devices, you know, as a major factor to influence your buying decision. Yet they can't seem to make this home stuff, which would feature a lot of interoperability. They can't seem to get any momentum on it. Yeah. And put something together. And it's it's really for a lack of trying. Yes. That's the main thing, is that it seems like it's for lack of trying. You can say home HomePod was a failure, maybe, but it was also not what it should be. It was a it was a really high end music speaker that I mean, like I'm not a, a genius working at a C level position <laughs> at Apple. But I could have told you that like how many people really want that? Not they, it's like, it's very a finite niche. number yeah. of people who want that. Yeah. It's, it was very niche to say that, all right, but these are, this is a great sounding speaker, but it only plays Apple Music or or your iTunes library. That's it. Uh, That's it. Yeah, or, or you can AirPlay, but you can do that to anything, right? That's, you know, I don't need to buy a speaker for that. And, uh, and it had no plug-in for like, there's no line-in plug or anything. You do anything else. So it's, it was very niche. It was like, this is for people who want to play Apple Music real good. And not set two timers. Like, <laughs> like it's, it, was, it was terrible. They fixed a lot of that other stuff, but it just way too late. And it's real expensive. And yeah, it was bad. Apple does has a fascination with speakers and audio output products. I mean, they love music and music production and music consumption. And they have a music streaming service. So I get that. I get why they want it to be good at that. But I... Don't know why they re- leaned really hard into this is what it's for. It's really not for that other stuff. They marketed it so hard as the Apple Music smart speaker. And it's because they, I mean, they probably, you know, as they were getting to market, were just like, it really just doesn't compete with anything else in any other category. <laughs> like, it's just not good enough at anything else. We're going to get torn apart unless we just try to control the message. Yeah, I think the re- reviewers still mostly tore it apart saying that, that didn't work. Most of the reviewers still tore it apart and said like, well, it's, it's great it's at hard. playing Apple music. Right. It's hard to recommend a product like that. Okay, wait, like it's 400 bucks. Yeah, if you want it, sure, it's great. But how are we supposed to recommend it to someone who's trying to decide what smart thing yeah, to buy? It was really hard to do. Every other one is cheaper. And yes, it was a very good speaker. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is like blow away yeah, sound. No. Like they have, you know, the Echo, I forget what it was called, the Echo something and, and Google had one at the time that were a little bit cheaper and they were all, you know, they're fine too. Like it's still a single solitary speaker. If you're an audiophile, it's not really for yep. you. If you're a casual music listener, it's not really for you. Like it was such a specific yeah. product. Plus it also had too much bass. <laughs> um, we talked a lot of, uh, Roman's talked a lot about like the interoperability message and how they're not not getting it done on that. And to that, on that front, there are at least the light, a light at the end of the tunnel with two technologies that I've been mentioning before, but I guess we should define them. One is thread and one is matter. Uh, And these get conflated a lot in the press and they're not the same thing, but we should mention them. Thread is a radio communication standard. That's like at 625 megahertz or something. It's down below lower frequency than than your Wi-Fi. And it's a mesh network for your smart home stuff talking to each other. So the idea is you have one thread device that talks to your router 
and get and is on the internet and everything else just talks to each other through a mesh network internally in your house not they don't have to be within range of your router you don't have to be like oh i don't have a good connection on my smart you know this speaker here doesn't connect to my router well right you don't have to worry about that it only has to be in within range of another thread supporting home product and they'll relay the messages along and at 625 megahertz you get low power good range you know the messaging uh protocols they use are very efficient and sparse and stuff so it's like very very good for battery operated stuff and it uses very little power and it goes through walls well and all that other good stuff so that's thread and apple is there there are a bunch of companies that are on board to support it and apple's kind of one of the first i think the reg i think the homepod mini was one of the first smart home products to support thread at all i think that and some smart light what were those what are those smart lights that are like all octagons leaf or something like that those were uh yeah uh, nano, nano leaf. leaf i think that was i think homepod mini and like the nano leaf were two of their first th- smart home products to support thread at all but a lot are going to and that's going to help solve the problem of all my stuff doesn't get gets a bad connection you know it's a, it's a connection solving problem for your smart home stuff but it's not exclusive to apple and it's not a Close protocol and all your stuff doesn't have to be Apple stuff. It's just thread. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Amazon's Eero routers and Google's Nest uh, routers and Wi-Fi access points also, they all support. Yes. So it's, it's, it's yeah. out there. Um, so that's, that's thread, but it has nothing to do with whether or not you can control anything. That's just a message mesh network messaging relay service thing. Matter is an interoperability standard for software that lets your, you don't have to look for the works with Google home work. I mean, works with Google assistant works with home kit works with Alexa. You don't have to look for those badges anymore is the idea behind matter. Like if something supports matter, it's it, uh, every smart home ecosystem that supports matter will, will work with this thing. So it's their way of saying, this supports all the stuff uh, and Apple's on board with that. Google's on board with that. And uh, Amazon's on board with that. Inc- doesn't include anything that's in your house now. Some, basically yeah, anything. not much. Some, some stuff will get updated. Uh, Eve, Eve has a bunch of things that work and we talked about nano leave. There's some, there's some, right. Nothing is, nothing is updated things. yet. Cause the standard guy was a little late getting going. Um, and, some stuff will get updated. There's a list of Nest products that'll get updated. Um, it's not a lot, but it's, you know, so software updates will make some things support matter. Uh, other things will be like new products. You'll, you know, when you buy something, it'll say matter and then you, you're good to go. You can actually, you, it'll work with Alexa, it'll work with Google, it'll work with HomeKit, whatever. And that's a big, big deal. But it's missing some categories. Matter doesn't have, for for example, I think video is one area, big missing hole for matter. So I don't think it like uh, like door like like doorbells and stuff. Uh, any any video, uh, cameras, any of that stuff. I don't think there's a category for matter for that yet. Um, 
And I, it wouldn't surprise me because part of this interoperability thing is like, well, where do you store it? What are your rules on encryption and all this other stuff, right? Like all of that needs to be accessible to everybody in the matter, you know, group, like all these different companies. And they're probably arguing over, you know, is it encrypted locally and transferred <laughs> encrypted the way that Apple does its stuff? Or is it, you know, transferred unencrypted and then encrypted stored and, you know, all this other. So that's, that's a big, big area, but there's, it supports all this other stuff, speakers and garage door openers and blinds and lights and thermostats and all this other stuff. All that stuff can support this new matter standard coming up. And maybe by the time Apple rolls out new HomePod products in 2024, most stuff will support matter. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, the hope and the goal for sure, you know. Yeah. Is that, but it's still, I mean, there's going to be so many of these cheap little plugs and, and devices yep. that people have that aren't going to, it's not going to work with Siri. You know, they don't work now and they're not going to work in two years either. And asking people to replace everything. Yeah, like if you buy a smart plug now and it doesn't support Matter, most of them are not going to get a, a firmware update to support Matter. I, I, there's probably a few from like the biggest brands, but mostly no. Those um, TP-Link ones, which are very popular and good and relatively cheap. A couple of years ago, I want to say a year and a half ago, they were, there was a big press release. Like they're going to all be updated to support HomeKit and that never happened. Like it's just it's 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 rare that these things actually buy a cheap-ish small device and then it gets updated for something new. It just doesn't happen. It also doesn't it doesn't speak to to whether or not this is all going to be as seamless and as wonderful as we think it is, because there's always issues. I mean, Apple has all of its cloud kit, um, home kit stuff with cameras now. Like that all has to be supported. Like there's a lot of privacy things that Apple is going to have to make sure that they adhere to because and that's one thing that Apple isn't going to do is it going to be to overturn its or to go against its privacy standards just because something works well. The current matter stuff supports things like plugs, light bulbs and switches, door locks, thermostats, smoke detectors, TVs, uh, video players like Apple TV and Roku and stuff like that, garage doors, Smart homes, uh, a lot of these smart home ecosystems control your routers and stuff. That's not in there. Things that aren't in there are like robot vacuums, security cameras, Mm -hmm. doorbell cameras, stuff like that. Um, Those are expected to come into the matter standard later so that you're still in this weird place where it's like, what's going to support what? Well, I think Apple's counting on this idea that the market is still young enough yeah, and in some ways that's true. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's some truth to that because you know we feels like we've been dealing, living with these things forever, and, and you know it's been a while. But you know they're still very much at the bottom rung of what they can do and what they will do. So yeah, Apple could leapfrog all of these companies, but it, you know <laughs> the longer they wait, the yeah. I mean, I go into neighbors' homes and stuff like that. They're not loaded with smart light bulbs and all this other stuff. Right. I mean. A lot of people do have an echo speaker or something like that, but they're, you know, they don't have a smart garage door opener or a smart this or that. Everybody's got a ring doorbell. <laughs> that one's big. Yes. But, 
That's well. That's going to be the probably Apple's biggest problem is because Ring and privacy are, you know, kind of nebulous, and I don't know if, how quick Apple is going to be to just say, or you know, you. Can- it's funny because several years ago, Ring said that they were going to support HomeKit, and then it gets uh, every now and then people go like, "Hey, you said you were going to do this," and they go, they're like, "Yeah, we're excited to, to talk more about that later." And it's been like years. They just every year it's like, "Yep, yeah, uh, going to talk about that later." And it's never, and now it's never going to happen because Apple's got this. The way they do now that they've launched their own secure video thing, and Ring isn't going to support that. It won't show up in your home app or whatever. It would be nice. They could with a software update, but I think Ring wants that data. Like Ring wants your video. Right. Yeah, though there's no question <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there's that question. Would Apple ever get into any of these markets? Would they make light bulbs? Would they make doorbells? Would they? Make yeah. Doorbells? Oh my God! I can't imagine they would. There's, there's not, it's not the kind of thing Apple does. It's, it's way off base for them in so many ways. I've, I've been trying to work this analogy in my head, but Apple's effort in the smart home market feels like reminds me of Apple's effort in the gaming market on the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, yes. It seems a little bit better than that. <laughs> yeah, it seems it's not as bad as the <laughs> premium gaming market, but um, but they keep thinking that they have gaming and it's like, well, you have gaming on iPhone just by virtue of iPhone being in a billion pockets. Dominant, right. But they do not culturally understand gaming as a entertainment and art form that's what it is it's it's a cultural misunderstanding it's a cultural misunderstanding of that market a cultural misunderstanding of this smart home market that it feels like yeah yeah i don't know if it's a misunderstanding or maybe it's like just willful ignorance like maybe they just don't care yeah maybe to them it's also just not a a, there's not enough money there right like it's not it's it's like the, the margins aren't good and you can't you can't make a lot of money there or something, you know, it's not the same as maybe HomePod and Apple TV are viewed as inroads into services that, you know, essentially you're going to be, if you have an Apple TV, you are essentially going to be paying Apple several dollars a month forever. (laughs) Even if you don't have Apple TV plus just on other purchases, you make other subscriptions that you make that they get, 13, 30 or 15% of and et cetera. So that's like every Apple TV generates monthly revenue for Apple ad nauseum. And then, you know, HomePod is almost a guarantee you have Apple music, you know? So maybe these are the way they view those things, but something, but then is it important that they work with all these other products that Apple doesn't make money on like light bulbs and (laughs) doorbells and all this other stuff? I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that they view that that's true. So yeah. it it could also just be that it could also just be like, well, but what what's in it for us? And they don't understand yeah. that. Well, but you need market penetration. <laughs> anyway, make a HomePod with a screen so I can put it in my kitchen <laughs> and get rid of all the Google stuff because I don't need two smart home things in my house. I I, I literally have six smart speakers in my office. You only have two in like your No, two ecosystems. I've got three Nest speakers, (laughs) including the one with the screen in the kitchen. Um, And then I've got HomePod and, of course, you know, all our iPhones and stuff. 
So everything I buy, I'm like, I feel like I have to find something that works with both Home HomePod and Google Assistant. It's just a drag. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 803. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.